listener. KickPod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast. The Yulikit Woolen Clan of the Boonwurrung, who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to our elders, past and present, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the KickPod, your DM on the stuff that matters, but also the stuff that doesn't. One, two, three, four. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. And I'm I'm very good. (laughs) You know why my mood is so high? I think because there is something that the community has been asking us for for like the longest, the longest time. This is your baby. Like this, I mean, obviously Harvey's your baby. Kick's your first baby. Harvey's your second. Yes. This is your third. You're about to birth your third baby. And what is it? Because it's not... I'll be an auntie of this baby. You're, you're, it's very much your baby too. It's yeah. its baby. My baby is running. <laughs> yeah, okay. I get you. This I get is where you're your going. baby. Well, so what it is, is it's Kick's first ever gym program and it is called Lift. It's a new Kick Strong program, so it's strength only. And this gym program is by Danny, our head trainer. It goes for 12 weeks. You can choose whether you work out for one, two, three, four, or five days per week. So it suits anyone's routine. For me, for example, I love going to the gym, but it's very rare I get to get there more than once a week. So I will be following it with one day a week as my option. And just like our other programs, it does go for 12 weeks, but it's not going to jump ahead without you. So if it takes you 24 weeks to get through this program, it does not matter. And it is all included in the one subscription. So the other new features as a part of this program, you can actually input your weight, which is a big thing when you're obviously training in the gym and you're wanting to... Your kind weight of, of your, your if dumbbells and yeah, stuff. Yeah, your dumbbells no, and stuff. Not so your, your barbell weights, all that yeah. sort of stuff. So when you're wanting to kind of see if you're getting stronger or just like keep track of how many reps you get through and all that sort of stuff. You can now input your weight and that what that'll do is like the next time you go and do that exercise, you will say, okay, last time I squatted 10 kilos. Let's see if I feel if 10 kilos feels good for me today. If I maybe want to go down a weight or up a weight, you will be able to kind of track that history, which is super exciting and something you guys have been asking for. And you can also swap exercises for regression and progression. So what that means is basically if you look at your breakdown and you see an exercise that either is a little bit too difficult for you on that given day or maybe too easy. There'll be options to swap them out. You can also swap them just for an entirely different exercise. Maybe the gym equipment um, that you need isn't available and so you need an option with a free weight. Um, and or maybe so you just hate well. an exercise. Exactly. There are exercises that I just hate and I'm not interested in. Yeah. So now you don't have to think like, oh, what am I going to swap it? it? Danny has, it's all been written and expert. It's everything we do at Kicks mm-hmm. Expert Led. So all the swaps have been, if it'll work the same muscles. Same so muscle it's not group, like yep. it's going to impact your no. your program or what you're doing. It's yeah. just do what you want, you yeah. know. Yeah. So we are so excited that it's finally here. And I know a lot of you guys will be as well. And we're just so keen to get you trying it and like hear your thoughts and everything. My my ears and the Kicks team's ears are always open for feedback. And we just hope that it's everything you hoped for. But yeah. if you want to work out at home, obviously we've got all the other stuff there for you. So yeah, your life, your way. Your life, your way. That is and not our slogan, but and that's horrible. <laughs> I won't say that again. But anyway, truly your life, your way. Anyway, let's get into today's episode. So, Steffi, mm-hmm. last week you took us back to the archives yes. of a Cosmopolitan magazine in, R. I R. don't R. know when. When was this from? 2010. Yep. 
You took us back 13 years. We so were in year, you were in year 12 and yeah. I was in year 11. You are younger than me. I, was, I still am younger than you. Ah, yes. That is how age works. <laughs> anyway, you you sprinted these quizzes off. There was We read them out last week if you missed the episode. So last week I did, are you enough of a bad girl? Oh, yes. But you read all the options out to me. So mm-hmm. you were very kind. You gave me the option, except I'm not going to give you an option because one of them was, is sex with you exciting or a little too tame? And... I told the listeners that we would find out if you were coy cutie, vava vixen, or an over-the-top temptress. Love it. I want to know. Mm. So let's get going. Also, just noting again, I know we said this last week, but it's a little bit problematic. It's of from 2010, it's from okay? 2010. So we, it's, it's Everything not was problematic then. It's true. It's true. Okay. Okay, Steffi, if we were to look into your nightstand drawer... We'd be most likely to find A, your journal, a book light and some aspirin. This is definitely American. B, a sultry perfume, breath mint and a sleep mask you may or may not have used once to blindfold your guy. C, condoms, flavoured lube. And a 24-pack of spare batteries for your numerous toys. Okay, so wow. 2010, sorry, 2023. We can now plug <laughs> you in with, with an iPhone charger. This would be charges yep. for your vibrators. Okay, so the thing that I'm struggling with here yeah. is I have vibrators. Yeah, my whole lube. drawer is full of vibrators. I have vibrators and loop <laughs> in my thing, but I also have a journal and an eye mask. Oh. So I'm kind of, yeah, every gal. So, but I, I want to say C because the other two, I don't have aspirin. I don't have mints. I don't have mm, a reading a blind, light. Do you have a blindfold? You have well, a sleeping, no, I have a sleeping mask. mask. For your, you actually sit with one every night, don't you? Sometimes. Have you, Sometimes. Ever, put Sometimes. Have you Sometimes. ever put on Josh? Have you ever put on Josh? Not in a sexual way. Oh. oh. Maybe. Maybe. But no, so going okay. back to it, I think I think it would be C, but again. Combo. It's a combo. Okay. Two. You want to rev up your guy for a date tonight. Mm. Or person, your partner. Okay. So you send him or them a naughty text. What does it say? Ooh. A, nothing. The attached peak of your cleavage is worth a thousand words. <laughs> okay, B, can't wait to see you tonight. And it's written, the, the tonight is spelled the letter, sorry, number two, N-I-T-E. That was very big then. It was. Yes. C, Wanna guess if I have panties on right now? Uh, mine's A, but not, not cleavage. cleavage. It's just a full nude. <laughs> Love. Like, okay. That's, we what, that's what would happen. I've also got one from you before. Oh, yeah, that was an accident. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, it wasn't an accident. It was to no. show you that I made yeah. a big accident. <laughs> and for some reason, I felt like you needed to see it. I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Hot photo, though. <laughs> okay. Three, the craziest place you would have ever had sex is A, in the dressing room of a big but mostly deserted store. Oh, that's okay. Disrespectful. Very. You can get arrested for that. You can. I've seen on shows. B, in a crowded movie theatre. That's a joke. Oh, stop. Okay, what's C? C, in a car. As long as the windows are steamed up and you're feeling very adventurous. Yeah, we'll see. Like, Can I say, C. having sex in a car. It's the worst. The worst. I haven't done it since high school. 
of all time. Oh, actually, yes, I have. It is not like honestly it's not an often occurrence. I reckon out once a year, Dolson's like, yes, do you want to have sex in the car? I'm, and like, I'm like, why? We have a house, There's a bed. Yep. I don't no. want to be squished it's in the back seat and every time you move something is not comfortable and then you have to like reposition. Yeah. I get frustrated when I see it happen in movies because yeah. I'm like unrealistic. Okay, so in a car, not in, in a, a crowded movie. No. That's actually illegal cosmopolitan. <laughs> okay, number four. Mm. When you want some ideas to spice things up, you go to A, no one. You are perfectly happy with positions you've already tried. Thanks. Okay. B, the animalistic orgy scenes in season two of True Blood. What the fuck? C, uh, Cosmo, of course. Oh, what would you really do? Back then? Yeah. Back then in 2010, yeah. Cosmo, okay. 100%. But what now, about now? Probably either speak to friends or listen to Abby Chuckfields. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. Post sex, you're used to hearing. Oh, God. <laughs> what? what? I a lot, say, Mum, please. I, yeah, I really I, hope you're still not mom, listening. I forgot to tell you, Mum said the other day, oh, you're speaking out sex a lot on the podcast now, but it was in Surely. a way of like. No, she, I don't think she likes it, but sorry. Okay, mum, if you've got this far, stop too, listening. Mom. And Wendy, Wendy and Julie, it's time to she skip through a few minutes. She already knows now I've got lube and bloody vibrators. She probably knows. She probably sat in your bed and opened it accidentally oh, and said, oh. <laughs> okay. Post-sex, you're used to hearing. A, mm, that was nice. Is this your best Josh impression? Oh, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to impersonate Josh after sex. It's not something I want to do. Okay, B, deep breathing. Your man falls, instantly falls asleep. Oh, God. Oh, God. Because he's tired or bored. (laughs) Or is it meant to say like you you exhausted him with your sex? I don't know. What's C? (laughs) What the hell was that? Oh, my God. (laughs) A? But we don't. Mm, that was. What is it? Imagine every time you have sex, you. Mm. I can just imagine seven Josh and Ben roll over. Mm, that was nice. <laughs> okay. I'm what sorry. do you I'm actually say? say that. What do you actually say? Oh, I can't explain. Yeah, this, you can. What do you say? Really. What do you say? No, it's not even about what we say. I mean, like it's like it's always just them being like hold and cuddle afterwards, and it's just like a nice like moment. It's just special. <laughs> but then it's like I need to get to the bathroom. Like I'm like very much like I want to go to the bathroom, after pee, or like jump straight in the shower. And like I'm a very the sh- what the shower. Yeah. Why? Isn't like to like just like you know. Really? Yeah. We don't shower. You don't shower after sex. No. What? Well, well, do you, Mandy? Always. What? The, why? Um. There's mess. There's mess. You might be a bit sweaty. So you can just like um wipe it off with a tissue. <laughs> do your clothes get stuck to you? No, we well, do not just wipe before, it off with like the tissue. We go bed. straight to the bathroom. Usually it's before bed, so yeah. it's in like I'm wearing pyjamas or something, so it doesn't matter. No, but I wipe it all the way off. Yep. Maybe it's not as, um, there's different what levels. What about Dalton? Does he just, what does he do? Just puts his jocks back on? He 
he goes to the bathroom. I'm Thank not sure you. what he does in there, but he doesn't have a shower. He doesn't have a shower. But he's like, Think about it. My mind blown. Okay, well, if you're about to use a vibrator, yeah. what do you do with the vibrator after sex, Laura? Wash it. Okay. Why do you wash it? Because it's got juices on it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. This is taking the Oh. <sighs> so. Okay, so what do you say after sex, then? Before you have a shower? We don't. We just. Like, you don't say anything. Well, I don't. I can't recall. She's like, I love you. We usually do. You know what we sometimes say? What do you say? I don't. I hate that I'm saying this because I know it'll just be used. Because we, um, well, I won't cut it out. Um, I, we always say, we've still got it. Oh, we've said that a few times. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah, we still got it. Yeah, we say that a lot. Actually, we say, fuck, we have good sex. We do say that a lot. Yes, we say that. Fuck, we have good sex. That's a pretty common thing to say. No, I'm way way further into my marriage. Mine's more like, okay, I'm tired. Did you, did you turn you the heater off? That's what we say. For? Did you turn the heater off? <laughs> <laughs> I've been married for seven years together, 14. Yeah, okay, okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm not too far. I might try, you've still got it. Yeah. <laughs> We've still got it. Or, yeah, oh, we, you've we, still we, got what it. What was the other one? Fuck, we have good mm, sex. That was nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> oh, no. What, what oh. the hell was that? <laughs> okay, now wait. We need to add up what's You Steffi. know what, though? You read that in that way. What the hell was that could be like a, what the hell was that? Oh, is that you what you, Josh has to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. that could be taken very Yeah, you know? I did. Because when like, I look wow, at the actual kinky. number it relates to, it's definitely what you just said. Oh. Okay. So okay. you are, okay, you're Vava Vixen, Ooh. but you are pretty close to an over-the-top temperish, but you okay. just pushed into Vava Vixen. Any dude or person who lands in your bed is lucky. Since you appreciate aggressive, rowdy nights, I'm sorry, there's nothing in the well, quiz that said that. Well, they're reading between the lines as well as soft and slow ones. You have the perfect mix of mattress moves to max out your pleasure and theirs. You like to switch it up. But you are also balanced enough to realise that the best sex doesn't come from trying something new every time. (laughs) Says sexologist Logan Levkoff, PhD. It's about being in tune with how you and your partner feel in the moment Mm. and doing something that matches that. Mm. True. I like that. I'm happy with that. I don't know about aggressive. Oh, you love a bit of... Aggressive isn't a word I hope anyone really uses in a bedroom. Well, I know some people like like a bit of hair pulling, etc. Not me. You like having a shower after things. Yes, I'm going to go do. right home and ask Dalton about this. <laughs> Jesus, Dalton and Josh are going to hate us. I, <laughs> yeah, hate. We have got a D&M. It's a very hard one. I mean, that's that's what we want. Well, not we don't want anyone to go through hard things. Sorry, that's a horrible thing to say. But why we're here, we're trying to tackle, is to try and unpack these things together. And as we always say, we won't have the solution, but we can just share our thoughts. So let's open up our D&Ms. This D&M is from Christina. When my fiancé and I got engaged a couple of years ago, my mum said she and my stepdad would pay for the wedding. That's very generous. We were so grateful and excited that this would give us the ability to buy our first home. We bought our dream house last year and planned our dream wedding. Fast forward to now. I'm getting married in 48 days. Woo. Yay. Woohoo. 
My mum told me that she can't pay for my wedding anymore because she's had some expensive medical bills due to her diagnosis of a Mm. very early stage leukemia last year, which I understood completely. Mm. She also said that it's not fair for her to pay for the majority of my wedding when my dad is barely contributing. I've had a difficult relationship with my dad since my parents' divorce, and he's let me down many times throughout my childhood. I built up the courage to ask him for help and explain why my mum wasn't able to come through. He very immediately shut me down and made me feel guilty for even asking, among many other hurtful things. Now we're stuck in all our contracts for a big wedding and the payments are coming up. The whole situation has dug up some old wounds from my parents' divorce and I just want to be happy and excited to get married to the love of my life. What steps would you take to reframe your mindset going into the wedding so you could have a fantastic time regardless of the drama? Love you both so much. We love you you too. That is really tough. First of all, sorry to hear about your mum. I mean, that's also just like such a hard thing when when a family member is going through something like cancer Um, and then when it kind of hits you around the time of those moments that we – there's all this pressure on your wedding day to be one of those moments where you're meant to be like the happiest mm. and feel the most special. So that's that's tough in itself. But I think with the mindset thing, it's really, really tough because it really comes down to what you value the most. And everyone is really different in in their idea of, of a wedding and like what, what matters to them in that wedding day and w- what is going to make them have the best time. And I can completely understand, like I'm sure you're the kind of person who could have any kind of wedding. You're just excited to marry the love of your life. But when you have like an idea set in how it's going to go and then that switches up so close to the end, how tough that can be to to literally reframe mm. the way you're thinking about it. Uh, the thing with, with this and reading this, what's difficult is I feel like she's already paid for everything and yeah. with all the contracts that you've it's entered, so in, especially hard. with like a venue, you can't because you would have already paid so much to forfeit like 50% of your deposits, probably not yeah. feasible because then to book another one isn't possible. Exactly. So I think that's really difficult. I think I relate to this so much, not like for the exact specifics, but I think for a lot of people, weddings, and it was something for me that I was very, very conscious of. I, I think it's also why Dalton and I procrastinated so mm. much in planning the wedding because our wedding was cancelled, I think, three times mm. with COVID. Mm-hmm. But the first time actually wasn't because of COVID. The first time was because we just didn't know what – we had an idea of what we wanted to do and then it just didn't feel like us and then we just put it off, put it off, put it off. Mm. And it ended up – we postponed it before COVID, but it was meant to be like the weekend right right before it yeah. happened. So we could have had no cancellations. But I think the core reason for that was because for both of us, like everyone has their family shit. Like yeah. really, we, yeah. we all have it. Yeah. And what weddings do is, especially for me, I, my parents are separated. Dalton's parents are separated. So for us, it was and divorced. Bringing together four different yeah. families in the same room, which if you're from divorced parents, that's not like my parents don't off, like very rarely will be, unless it's for um, me and my sisters, will not be in the same room. Like mm-hmm. it's just not, why would they spend time together? They're mm-hmm. separated. They're not, they're living different lives now. So that brings, or well, brought for me a lot of anxiety of how is it yeah. going to go? What all those things. And then I think too, just because it's such a big moment and there's so much pressure on your wedding day to be, you know, the best day, et cetera. Mm. There's also pressure, I think, from your family that for them, it's a big day too, because, yeah. you know, like their daughter or their cousin or whatever is getting married. And so on the actual couple, you then, it's like this triple pressure 
of all this family stuff that has to come up often and you have to re like if you had any trauma in your like I mean as you spoke about with, for you with your dad mm. all of that trauma with family stuff if it's your dad or your mom or whatever mm. parent it is or family member you actually have to almost relive it and yeah. I found that you have to like and I just kept I'm very I'm very avoidant with any trauma that I've gone through in my life and I just push it to the side that made me procrastinate because I just didn't yeah. want to deal with it and what happened, we had a few things happen right before the wedding and I had my sisters who were, my sisters and my little, my littlest sister, Luz, she knows me and she knows how, we, she always talks to me about it and how avoidant I can be um, and how overwhelmed by things I get, especially any family kind of trauma stuff. Mm. And so what she did, I kind of spoke to her about how I was feeling about something that had happened 48 hours before and I was feeling really, and it was fully consuming me. I get, mm. sometimes with these things I get fully consume which is really hard not to if it's like you've gone through a lot growing up in that area she said to me hey you don't need to deal with this I'm going to deal with it for you and she went and had a really difficult conversation for me that I was avoiding and was taking up to be honest like 90% of my mental load and emotional load and it was making me not really just made me worry about all these yeah. things. And Dalton had very similar things on his. He didn't have my sister to come in and <laughs> do it for him. Um, but I think for it is that something with weddings that it just brings, yeah. it honestly brings out in some family members the fucking worst in them. Mm. And you just need to make sure the people around you just keep telling you, like, this is your day. Your don't, day. this is the day where you don't need to worry about other people's feelings. And obviously, you're not going to go out there and be mean. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. But it's like, don't worry about people pleasing because for me I was so worried about when you have divorced parents in the room like oh how are they going to interact sure like how is this going to work yeah. and like like I walked myself down the aisle mm. and I was like how will they and I knew that decision affected my parents in some way right mm. but it was like that was my decision and you just have to be like this is your wedding yep. is your decision on how you're doing it don't get to the morning and force yourself to overthink it or what if I did it like this what if I you can't change it mm. So it's just like, just enjoy your day. And I know it's hard, but what I found is that I just tried to continue to focus on only, you can only control the controllables yeah. and family shit is uncontrollable. uncontrollable. And so you just let it go. And I had to, there was, we had, we just had a bit of stuff. There was even like, there was one thing we were a little bit worried about. And even Steph was like, if anything happens on that, I will escort oh, this person yeah, out of the venue. Were like, we'll just... <laughs> Arm in arm, escort them out. And you will never know about it. So I think it's just making sure. And your family too, I think you have to give your family a little bit of credit in. On on the day, they will want you to have the best day. They won't want to put shit on you either, unless they're super selfish, in which case yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But just make sure you tell your bridal party and your close people around you, this What's is what helped on? me a lot, the things that are worrying yeah. you so they can be your worry blockers. So then you don't even have to know about it or hear about it or anything. Um, and that helped me a lot, but it is just so hard, but it's just control the controllables, focus on, on, on you and the purpose of the day, which as you have said, it's marrying the love of your life. And that's so important. And you just enjoying each other's time and time with your family and friends. And if anyone is negative energy, mm. do not take that on. Yeah. And it, and it does, the day actually flies by. So after it, you know, you reflect back on it as like one of the best times of your life, hopefully, if you know if all the family makes sure that you you do have your special day, it can be the absolute time of your life. And so you just, you'd rather kind of hold on to that and just know that going into the day that all of that stuff before, it's not going to completely disappear and it might be something you have to revisit after, but the day itself, like 
that is up to to you really how you enjoy it regardless of everything in the lead up. What is it time for? What is it time for? Special share. What have you got for me? I've got a two-parter today. Nice. It's a two, it's an interesting one because okay. the first one is more of a FYI instead of a specific special share okay. because I'm not so happy with the start of it. I also made you watch it last weekend, the start of this show. Okay. And then the second part oh, yes, sorry, yes. is a complimenting show that I have been watching and it's good I know for... what you're going to say. Okay. So, and just like that... Mm-hmm is out again, season two. It is the second part of Sex in the City with a large amount of years in between. Yeah. The first season came out last year. Yep. And I have to say, just because I loved Sex and... Obviously, Sex and the City had problematic things. However, aside from that, I did love... I love Sex and the City mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. I love the way it made me feel watching it. Yeah. I just... I it's You fun. know, you just like, oh my God, what if I went to New York and like had my own apartment? And, mm-hmm. you know, it just makes you... Ideate this amazing life, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, just like that last year, I watched it. I love the fashion. I really did like it. I also had missed Sex in the City so much that I think I liked it. You would have liked anything. Exactly. Out, really, yeah. Season two has come out. Mm-hmm. I made you watch the first scene. Yep. Which I'm going to, if you don't want a spoiler, stop listening now for one minute. It's not really a spoiler. Well, but still, it's like you could experience it for the first time or I could tell you for the first 90 seconds of the show. Okay, yeah. And and to be honest, I think going into it and watching it and knowing your opinion in it before watching it. Yes. I probably had that already in my head. Uh, if I just like so did I on. ruin it for you? No, I'm, I completely agreed with you, but maybe... If you want to watch it and not have any yes. biased opinion, kind of like change your own mind about it. Skip ahead. Skip ahead one minute. Okay. So the first 90 seconds, the song Tiny Dancer mm-hmm. is on in the background. Mm-hmm. And then all of the characters are getting ready to have sex with their partner or watch Netflix. Yeah. One's watching Netflix. The rest yeah. are getting ready to have sex with their partner. Yeah. Like with, so they start by showing like what they're wearing to walk into the bedroom, which for most of them is like a not silk like a silk robe. Yeah. Not some... But it's like, obviously they're older now. So it's like different. It's not like as sexy as, it's just, it's they're honestly. They're all wearing something different. Yeah, really. something yeah. different. Okay, silk robe. The next part, they like take the silk robe off and they approach their partner or the TV. It's like the classic scene coming out of the wardrobe or the bathroom yes. and like looking at it's, their partner. It's the ruined for me. Though. Yeah. <laughs> then they all start having sex with their partners. And it's just, I just, it it's goes for time. so long. Yeah. Mandy, have you seen it's it? It's like the entire song. With Elton John no, and Britney but Spears. Controversial opinion. I hate Sex in the City. Oh no! Yeah, oh, okay. Then you would it. hate this. I've hate watched it. it. Not good. I've watched heaps of it, yeah. and I've always tried to give it a go. But I think Carrie Bradshaw annoys me. <gasps> I don't know what it is about her. I, and big. I can't stand Carrie that whole stuff. No, can't. No, sorry. I love her. I want to go to her shoe shop in New York because she works in it. And I think her shoes, I don't like them. I really don't like them at all, the style of them. But I think I'd buy it if she served me. So I really love her. Um, But totally understand. A lot of people don't like her. Anyway, so that's the first night. It is so uncomfortable. It goes for so long. And it's just like, I know what maybe what they were trying to do. It did not hit the mark. It It did not make me feel like, oh, sexy. It just made me feel like, what the heck did I just watch? It didn't make me feel like. You go, like, yeah, yeah, like, amazing, like, cool, like, you have a sex life, amazing, and, like, whatever. Because, again, they're, they're older women and they, they look incredibly sexy and into their partners and that's all, like, well and good, but it just didn't feel... 
It felt so forced and put on. It almost felt like you walked in on your parents having sex. And no, you it didn't feel it. like that. That to me, what it, it was just, it was that uncomfortable feeling. Right. It was just, and it, it's not, I want to say too, it's, they're obviously, the characters are older now because it's been, and that, that's not when it. I say no. in the parents, when I say it's not like, oh, I don't want to see older people having sex. No. Absolutely not. It's no. just like, it felt like I it shouldn't be forced. watching it. It felt And forced. uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah. And then you go into the first scene and Carrie's is sitting in bed with her new partner, the fling, whatever. Okay, right. Why did they cast him? I just, and they were having like, they were sitting up like they were having a work. It was just the most, it, I just, I was disappointed. When the they're talking episode. about food? Oh, like they salmon? spoke for one and a half minutes. Yeah. And I was like, the first scene of the, uh, so at first I haven't recovered from the shit thing I just watched. <laughs> and then I'm watching for two minutes, Carrie, it's actually two minutes, Carrie and her new fling talk about cooking, cooking salmon. salmon and poached eggs. And I'm like, is this? Yeah. Sorry, I'm not interested. Like, don't what this is. Wait, gonna, did you finish the episode? Yeah, of course, because okay, right. I will, and I'm sure a lot of people will do this. I also then said um, episode two was better. Okay, the narrative around Charlotte and her daughters, and what I really, I, I'm really not liking Charlotte's character okay. currently either. Mm. Anyway, I will keep watching it. I do love the fashion. I do love, like, I love watching. I've never been to New York before, so it's like I just I get to experience it through the yeah. show. But I didn't love the first episode and I'd love to know your thoughts. I put a TikTok about it because I was so passionate. Mm. I just had to talk about it and yeah. I didn't talk about it with anyone. And I feel like also not that many people even watched it. Yeah. So sorry if I just went on about stuff and you're like, what the heck are you talking about? Anyway, now my actual special share. So yeah. Samantha, yeah, the OG. Well, they're all the OGs, but mm. Samantha is the one character She's out of the four anymore. who is not in Sex and the City. Yeah. Netflix has done a show with her, yeah. which has been so released smart. at exactly the same time so season two of Just Like That has come out. It is called Glamorous. I have to say it is not the best TV you will ever watch in your life. It is very, you know, Netflix, uh, it must be a Netflix show. It's very shiny like Netflix. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, that you can tell when something's a Netflix yeah, show. It's a bit corny. Can. It's a yeah. bit corny. But basically Samantha owns a, in the show, she plays a character who owns a very, very successful luxury beauty company Mm -hmm. that's going through a little bit of an identity crisis, I would Mm -hmm. say, not as relevant as it once was. She hires a person who's the other main character in the show, Marco, played by Ben Pierce. Mm -hmm. And Marco brings a very different young perspective to her Mm -hmm. and her brand and is also a aspiring influencer and like is growing their platform at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just okay. light, fun, nice watching in the background if you're doing something. And also, if you love Sex and the City and you just want more of it, more it's of like another Samantha. way to just get a little bit more. And I yeah. just, especially I felt a little bit empty after watching Just Like That. Yeah. And my hole was filled a tiny bit with Glamorous. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So that's mine. <laughs> anyway. And Just Like That is on Binge. Yes. Mine's actually just, a, you know, Diary of a CEO, how Stephen does those little kind of snippets. The, they're usually around nine, ten minutes long of part of an, another conversation. I have never listened to one. I oh. It's so funny. Those snippet episodes mm. do not, I'm a long form podcast person. But if it's like, so for me, I'm, I get attracted to them. If the title is like, yeah, that's like, that's something I would want to listen to. And like, I, if he's put it in 10 minutes, like, cool, I can fit that in. So that was kind of what happened with this one. And the episode is called Three Happiness Pillars Everyone Needs to Know. So like, I was like, cool, I like Click happiness. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to absolutely butcher his name. I'm so sorry, but it is with Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. Chatterjee? 
I'm not sure. Anyway, you're looking at me like I don't know, but yes. He is a physician, presenter and podcaster and he discusses what happiness really is. And I think what I really liked in this chat, and obviously it's only 10 minutes, so I'm not going to talk too much about it because... Yeah, it's like, like this... <laughs> go and listen to it. Um, and he will obviously explain it way better, but it, he discusses kind of what happiness is and that it's not... Often what we do is we try and chase after the emotion mm. itself and we kind of get lost along the way. And then he also brought up the Japanese... There's that little book that's like everyone's reading it at the moment and raving about it. to be disliked? No. No, 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 no. It's, it, I can't pronounce the word, but okay. what it means is... It's a big thing in Japanese culture where, like, you you search for something that, like, fulfills you, um, that brings you happiness, that does good in the world and that you could do for a living. So it's basically, like, if, if you can find a job that um, you also get paid for, you can do for a living, but you also enjoy and gives back to the world, like, that's amazing. But, like, obviously that's not – not everyone can do that, yes. you know? <laughs> and so he kind of breaks that down because – he spoke about that in a way of like when he first learned about this this theory, he really liked the idea of it. But then he actually met people who grew up in Japan around that culture and how they didn't relate to it and has learned more. Anyway, it was a really nice approach to thinking about happiness and the kind of three pillars that he believes makes up happiness. And it's not to say, I think this is what I really liked. The biggest thing was like, it doesn't mean that when you're happy, you can't feel sadness. Mm. Like he spoke about people talking about their grief. And like, because they were so aligned with their feelings, they were sad, but that didn't mean they're not happy people or that they hadn't found happy. Anyway, I really liked it. It was a really nice 10 minute little listen. Now it's 15. Diary of a CEO. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. No, No, I love my thoughts. And I'm going to listen to it because I just, I find for me, when I listen to podcasts, Mm. I usually listen when I'm walking, driving or cleaning. Mm. So And I, especially when I'm driving, if it doesn't, because my drive to work's like at least that usually thirty minutes. If it doesn't hit that amount yeah. thing, then I'm like, I, I don't obviously. And then I just sit there in silence for the rest of the time because you can't like change podcasts while you're in the no. car. Well, because I mix but up. I listen to it. Yeah, yeah. I, the way the reason it came up for me was like I mix up my habits of like sometimes I feel like listening to a podcast on the way to work. Other times I just want to blast Youngblood or Taylor Swift and just like get uppity mood, you know, before work. And this time I was listening to music and I kind of decided really late in the piece, like, you know what, actually now I feel like listening to a podcast and I was like, I'm like 15 minutes from work, like what podcast? And, and I hate listening to 15 minutes of a podcast, you know, if I, it's just, anyway, so I found this one and I was like, great. And it was great. Thank you for the recommendation. I love it. (laughs) You're welcome. That's it from us today, guys. So we'll be back in New Year's on Wednesday. If you ever want to get involved in the podcast, at KickPod on Insta, we would also really appreciate you following that Insta account. All snippets and behind the scenes and involvement in the potty. And you can also find us at kick.app, at laura.hensho, at Smith. And you can find out more about Kick on our website, kickapp.com, or you can download from the Apple and Google Play Store and enjoy that seven-day free trial and maybe give our gym program a go. Very, very excited. Bye, guys. <laughs>